Hello, and welcome to this special third podcast of four on the magic of Christmas. My name is Mark Compton, and I'm part of the adult education ministry at Southwest Church of Christ in Tigard, Oregon. First, I'd like to start off by saying Merry Christmas. Today is December 25th, and I hope your Christmas day has been joyful and peaceful, that you've been blessed, that you've had friends and family around you, that you've had laughter, and perhaps you've shared some presence, and some great experiences. I hope that's the case. See, each year I try to experience Christmas in ways that help me grow closer to God and to my purpose here in this life. Some years I succeed, some years I don't. But this year I thought I'd simply share the simple but profound story from Luke of the birth of Jesus. My hope is that by putting this study out here in a podcast format, that you'll be blessed. Blessed by realizing the deep love of God that he has for you. His way of reaching deep down into this world to transform lives for his great purposes and how he seeks to reach all people deeply and profoundly with his love. For these reasons, I always feel that December is full of magic and that the Christmas season is a transformative time. Over the past two weeks, we've explored Mary's question to Gabriel in Luke 1 of, but how? Then I attempted to bring to life Mary's words, her song of praise to God, her magnificent. Mercies piled high. Mary was filled with emotion and overwhelmed by the size of God's mercy. Her song closes with, it's exactly what he promised. This week, Jesus is born and the angels announce his birth. Luke 2 in the message reads, about that time, Caesar Augustus ordered a census to be taken throughout the empire. This was the first census when Quinius was governor of Syria. Everyone had to travel to his own ancestral hometown to be accounted for. So Joseph went from the Galilean town of Nazareth up to Bethlehem in Judah, David's town for the census. As a descendant of David, he had to go there. He went with Mary, his fiancee, who was pregnant. While they were there, the time came for her to give birth. She gave birth to a son, her firstborn. She wrapped him in a blanket and laid him in a manger because there was no room in the hostel. There were sheep herders camping in the neighborhood. They had set night watches over their sheep. Suddenly, God's angel stood among them and God's glory blazed around them. They were terrified. The angel said, don't be afraid. I'm here to announce a great and joyful event that is meant for everybody worldwide. A savior has just been born in David's town. A savior who is Messiah and master. This is what you're to look for, a baby wrapped in a blanket lying in a manger. And at once the angel was joined by a huge angelic choir singing God's praises. Glory to God in the heavenly heights. Peace to all men and women on earth who please him. As the angel choir withdrew into heaven, the sheep herders talked it over. Let's get over to Bethlehem as fast as we can and see for ourselves what God has revealed to us. They left running and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in the manger, seeing was believing. They told everyone they met what the angels had said about this child. 
And all who heard the sheep herders were impressed. So few words here in this passage, and they capture a truly transformative event for humanity. The birth of Jesus was for everyone. It was a big deal. It was a very big deal. God could have simply let the birth of Jesus happen in an out-of-the-way stable quietly and then allow Jesus to grow up and emerge slowly. Nope, not with God. See, there was John the Baptist that had been born, and he was going to announce the way. And on this particular night, God the Father electrified some shepherds with the news. Not just Gabriel this time, but an entire angelic choir. Think about this for a moment. 400 years of silence, a virgin birth, an announcement, and it goes to shepherds. To shepherds. It doesn't go to kings. It doesn't go to the great learned men in the town, it goes to shepherds to signify that it's for all of humanity, regardless of your station in life. So as I do with most of my study, I peruse commentators to get additional insights into the stories. After all, this is a very profound moment with angels singing to shepherds. So I was excited to see what I might learn more deeply about this particular moment in history. What I found, amazingly, was commentator after commentator stuck on the timing of the birth of Jesus. As in, is December 25th truly Jesus' birthday? You see, these commentators use the shepherds, and they're tending to their flock to place the time of year based upon what they were doing and the fact that it was evening and the type of uh, grass that they might have been eating or not eating. But to back up here for a second, to recap, Luke captures an entire angelic chorus singing and overwhelming shepherds, and the commentators want to discuss the right date for the birth of Christ. Why do we do that as humans? Why do we miss God's points. Why do we miss God's points in the Bible? Why do we miss God and the Holy Spirit reaching out and trying to touch us and guide us? And this was a huge, big deal. It wasn't even a subtle thing. Well, we have arguments over whether December 25th is the right day or not. So we get hung up on small details and trifles, and we miss the big angelic choruses going on around us. Now, some of the commentators didn't miss the largest of this angelic chorus. Allow me to read some from Burton Coffin. He says, a multitude of the heavenly host. So a host of angels is representing the Old Testament is forming the bodyguard of deity. This is captured in Psalms 103.21 and also in Daniel 7.10. Coffin says, as Bowles said, this praise was a proclamation of the newborn king and a confirmation of the glorious tidings to the shepherds and through them to all people. 
Angels shouted for joy at creation in Job 38.7, served at the giving of the Mosaic Law in Deuteronomy 33.2, Acts 7.53, Galatians 3.19, and now, with greater wonder than ever and with ever greater joy, they celebrated the entry of God into human life. Peace was proclaimed by angels on the night in which the Prince of Peace was born. Kaufman continues, the chorus began with glory to God in the highest. This is the so-called Gloria in Excelsis Deo, another of the famous Latin hymns of Christendom. The variations of the renditions of peace to men of goodwill, peace on earth, goodwill to men, or as here are of no importance, although this version is preferable due to the fact of its keeping in view the truth that it is not goodwill to men, who are wicked, but goodwill to men who honor God, which was promised and proclaimed by the angelic hosts. The message captures this, I believe, perfectly as glory to God in the heavenly heights, peace to all men and women on earth who please him. So those shepherds had an important message, and they were clearly seekers and looking to please God. Now, three important observations. First, they were very afraid. You see, if you're a shepherd or if you're anybody and an angel appears, the reason for angels appearing oftentimes was thought in that day and age, and I guess in this day and age it would be too, that they're there to judge. So when an angel shows up, your first reaction is fear. And your first thought is, it's over. It's over. For what other reason would an angel be appearing to us? But they got over this fear, they listened, and they received an amazing message. That's the second observation. Because they were able to get over their fear in a way that allowed them to receive an amazing, amazing message. And then they talked it over, and then they left running. Some translations use with haste. Kaufman says this, with haste is significant. When God gives his great opportunities to men, it is needful that they should seize them at once. Moving quickly to do God's will is seizing the flood tide that leads on to victory. Delay may hinder or thwart altogether the blessing God intended. So sometimes in our lives, we run across things or we run across promptings from God, from the Spirit. And we question, I question, I sit on them, I contemplate, I debate, I talk it over with friends. And what I should oftentimes do is much like these shepherds, I should run with haste with the news that I've received. Luke 2, 17 to 18, the angel choir withdrew into heaven. The sheep herders talked it over. Hey, let's get over to Bethlehem as fast as we can and see for ourselves what God has revealed to us. They left running and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in the manger. Seeing was believing. They told everyone they met what the angels had said about this child. And all who heard the sheep herders were impressed. 
uh, two more observations to go with those other three. Fourth, much like Mary, the shepherds saw that it was exactly as was promised. God does not delude. And what God promises come tr- comes true. And he has promised salvation for all of humanity if they simply turn and embrace Christ as their Savior and put his name on in baptism and then share that news with others. As they wait with great expectation, Christ's return. And that's the fifth point, is they told everyone. They told everyone. They didn't care what people thought. They moved with haste. They saw truth, and then they shared their experience. This story is big. It's bold. It's powerful. Jesus has come for all and to all. His ministry echoed this. His birth proclaimed this. And his death proved it. And the message he asks us to share is pure and life-changing. I'd like you to consider four questions tonight. Are you aware of a Savior's birth and his death and resurrection? And do you know it was all for you? All because of God's love. And when you realize that and you receive guidance from the Spirit, do you move with haste at that Spirit's prompting? And then do you tell your experience to those you meet? See, it's really powerful when we simply share our own life experience with God with other people. Helping them see that God has blessed you, has touched you, has transformed you, and he can bless them, touch them, and transform them as well. Back in the stable, Jesus is swaddled in a manger, and Mary is fully aware of her experiences. And Luke captures that in the 19 and 20 of chapter 2. It says, Mary kept all these things to herself, holding them dear, deep within herself. The sheep herders returned and let loose, glorifying and praising God for everything they had heard and seen. It turned out exactly the way they'd been told. May we, like Mary, treasure Jesus' birth deeply and hold it dear in our heart. And may we, like the sheep herders, let loose, glorifying and praising God. For you see, with God, it always turns out exactly as he plans. And everything throughout all time has turned out exactly the way God's told us it would. May you be blessed richly this week. And may you be profoundly moved to run with haste and to share your experiences with the people you meet. Thank you for listening. Mark Compton for the Southwest Church of Christ Adult Education Ministry.